0: Welcome to the Box Media Channel Radio Podcast, it's my esteemed pleasure to have back on the show once again. He is a singer-songwriter and a songwriter-singer. He's Mr. Kent Lazy how are you today, sir? I'm good when my phone works. <laughs> Brother, I've been through that before. How you been, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm uh, loving this beautiful day and getting ready to go to a young friend of mine, Abby Anderson's wedding, and so just
0: life is good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, man, for taking the time to come back on again. You were a huge hit last time, and you know, and I, I loved it. We just clicked and I, I was like, man, I couldn't wait to have you back on again. And but I'm mad at you, man. I listened to your new album, uh, and me and my guitar, damn it, man, stop making me cry. Well, that's the target. <laughs> No, man, you have, you, you, have know, a, you have a great album on here, man, and I listened to it. I got some favorites on here, but tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind this this album.
1: Well, you know, I did a record, Authentic, earlier in the year, and
0: uh,
1: I was thinking, like everybody, the pandemic would be over, and <laughs> it really wasn't, so I was still home writing by myself and just started writing a bunch of songs, kind of what I was experiencing, uh in the middle of all this and, and memories from from uh, other things like Just Another Old Man was about a neighbor of mine. And then the first song on there when this is all over, uh, I'm still hoping it's going to be all over, you know, and right. it's not. And uh, I just got back from some shows out in Washington State. And I started with that song and people just went crazy because, they think it's funny, but it's also like, yeah, let's get this over with, you know. Yeah, and we're not uh, worn
0: out. We're tuckered out, brother. You know, we, we we've had, we we're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when, last time you were on the show, this 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 was just heated up, you know. And man, it's like you know, you, you and I talked when well, we got off the air. And you sit there and said, you know, I said, man, I hope this doesn't uh, go on too long, but I think it's going to go on longer than we thought. And you're like, yeah, I right, you know, you I kind of think you're right, and. You know, you, you you joked and said you might have another album in that. Well, you weren't kidding. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, and they all just kind of came pouring out. So it's like, okay, what do you do? You do another record. And Garth was generous to let me use the studio and um, so I could go in there and it, it was easy to do. And you're so inspired when you're in that place from all the great records that have been there and done there. So um, just good. And I'm getting ready to do another one.
0: Wow, that's that's fantastic. I I just can't believe. You see the thing with this is, you know, a lot of, a lot of people get out, they they push out records and push out records, you know, and I I I've, I've talked to, you know, singer and songwriters that, you know, back in the day that worked when, you know, when they had the factories that you sat down and did nothing but write songs, but and today that's not like what it is, but it does your album's not forced, man. I tell you, you know, I mean from your last one to this one and I really enjoyed the last one um you know and and i'm very temperamental when it comes to music and country music you know and and, and the thing of it is is i was listening to this and and me, and me and my guitar i really i really did that but just another old man man that hits in like so many different ways and maybe because i'm old <laughs> but, you know but but you know i mean is but then you, you got you know and ra- i want to know what how what, what inspired raindrops man i wanted to know please
1: You know, it's one of those things I have a, I guess you would call, fairly new wife. We've been married 10 years now. And um, part of it is, you know, during the COVID, we couldn't go anywhere. So this was kind of a, uh, I hope we can go do this stuff in the future. But right now, let's create our own reality. You know, it's like if you keep the news on and you keep listening to all the terrible things that's happening, you go down the rabbit hole like the other song that's on the record. And so to me, it's just, we have to be, we have to create the joy and the happiness and find it wherever we can and shine that out to everybody else, you know, um, uh, and let them know it doesn't all have to be the doom and gloom that, that they're preaching on TV and radio and social
0: media. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Do you still like each other now? You've been been, been locked away for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that, that just shows it's a great marriage all by itself. You know, I've made that joke a bunch of times, and uh, Kelly Lang said, watching, I'm like, I love you. I was joking, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, but no, that that's kind of what, you know, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, it really does. You're with each other, and you're going through those things together, but it makes you appreciate things a lot, too, and I think it's great that, you know, you guys, you know, you also recognize and see, you know, because of touring and things like that, man, now all of a sudden you're at home and you really have to uh, see and know what you appreciate and also what you miss when you go back out on the road.
1: Well, exactly. And, you know, the, the best way to to fight all that stuff is to be creative, you know, to just get it out on paper, how you're feeling and and get it down on a record and, and let other people know, Hey, we're all in this together. And, um, we're trying to make it work, and here's some options that have worked for me, and see if they work for you. And it's the same, you know. I draw inspiration from other people that fire me up about what's possible, and and together we we can make it a little bit easier than what it appears it is.
0: You know, I, I put a comment on on the I, I, yeah, and that's ex- absolutely true. Um, I appreciate you sharing it. I put a comment on here that said, "This is today's Americana."
1: Well, you know, it's really funny to me because the last two or three, four records that I've done, I feel like that's where I'm at these days. I don't really know what country is anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I just write what I want to write, but it seems like it's Americana. But, you know, everybody like Emmyl Harris and Woody Miller and Steve Earle and all these other people are over there. And I guess that's just what I've been pushed to because that's what I do.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's funny, and it's probably probably not going to be to you, but, you know, I sat there listening to this, and I'm like, damn, that sounds like, damn, that sounds like. Man. And I'm like, wait a minute. Some of these songs, the, the, the feel off it, of course it sounds like because there's songs I'm comparing it to are songs you wrote. So I mean, and I, I had written, and that's a, that's in a good, and that's in a complimentary way, and I, you know, the style, yeah. the style is something that's just, you know, when you hear um, Sir Elton John, you know who it is. If you hear Meatloaf, you know who it is. You hear Conway 20, you know who it is. You hear George Strait, you know who it is. You hear Garth Brooks, you know who it is. You know as it is, but dude, that style's there, and man, you just jump out with that. And like I said, that's why I said this is it's today's Americana because it, it identifies, it feels, and it touches you.
1: Well, thank you. You just made my day, maybe my week, maybe my year. I don't know. Um, Because that's what I'm aiming for, is to to touch people. I mean, that's why I got this to begin with. Like you said, make you cry, make you laugh, (laughs) make you be in gratitude for what you have, or look at things a different way. And So that's kind of what I'm always aiming for. And Maybe by me writing them, I'll look at things a different way, too, and it'll expand my possibilities of how I see the world.
0: Right, because, I mean, the times that are changing, they are changing, you know, kind of definitely describes right through that whole mill of, you know, before, during, and after.
1: Right. And the crazy thing about that, that song's 60 years old, and it's still relevant today. Right, The times, they're not changing. They're always changing, but, man, Dylan nailed it 60 years ago.
0: And, and it's funny because well, and because he got so much heat, you know, because the fact of, uh, you know, you, you change off and you, you add a different taste to things, you know, and then all of a sudden it's kind of, I, I remind people said, you know, I mean, you know, now he wasn't a songwriter, but, you know, Elvis did a pretty good job changing things. I think he did all right, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he did all right yeah <laughs> you
0: know, i mean but you know he kind of did okay for himself in 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 a worldwide way you know but but i'm just saying is that i think that you put these things out there now i love the idea that i've been very fortunate to have some people very talented people that have come on the show and they're they're bringing a positivity to it and i think that in many ways yeah you did make me cry and i'm gonna get to that in a minute but uh because i listened to your album before i went to bed and then when, when I woke up, I'm like, damn it, man, i got to stop this. You know? <laughs> damn, allergies started killing me, Kent. You
1: know? <laughs> well, just know that you're doing the same thing. You know, you're bringing it to the world. You're bringing other possibilities by your show and having us on there. And that's uh, that's an amazing thing to be able to do, and I appreciate you for that.
0: I, 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 that's very kind, and I, I do appreciate that, my friend. And, and you know, it, it is, and I'll, I'll have to, I'll sit there and say this to us. Is from yesterday to today... We actually, uh, just, we just welcomed, uh, Denmark and, uh, in, uh, I just missed the other country but I'll get to it in a second, but we just welcomed two new countries. We're at 59 countries with active listeners. So we totally appreciate that. Um, and I'm sure, uh, many of our fans do around the world to have somebody on such as yourself on here talking about, you know, things that it is, because this just not in the United States, it's around the world. And, uh, people need something to reach out and to grab and to, to feel good with and, uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of really, it, it's really important. The Dominican Republic is the other country we just welcome, and we welcome the Dominican Republic to listen to us. Um, but you know, Well, with, and
1: congratulations to you for expanding all the time. You know, how amazing that.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. We're very grateful, and it's because of people like yourself. But, I mean, now, now I, have, I have a question, and this man this made me feel old, but I, I, I'm going to get on to this. Um, the Night John Lennon Died. December eighth, I think it is. It's going to be forty years. That is crazy. I know. It, it's crazy. I, uh, you know, I read
1: an article or something about that uh, last year, and I thought, oh my god, it can't be that long ago. And right. I just started thinking about where I was, Well know, I where get, all my friends were and beetle
0: fans. Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get to that, my friend, because I, I can remember a couple of dates. I remember exactly where I was when the King died. I know exactly. Right. I, I, when, when John Lennon died, I literally was in a uh, store called Jefferson Ward, picked up his album, looked at it with my mom because Yoko's on the front of it with him, and they're kind of they they were they were like naked. And my mom says to me, uh, <clears throat> "Oh, you know, my mom's bless her heart. She's gonna be eighty next month, oh. but you know, uh, she's oh, the albums are changing, you <laughs> know, and meaning the cover of the album." And uh, right. And I said, "Yes," and every and, and the lady behind me was like, "Oh my gosh!" And we and we left a store, and, and then John Lennon was killed. And so that's right. what, what was. What were you doing, my friend? You know,
1: I was. Uh, I had just moved to Nashville, and um, I actually was working for somebody on Music Row, and he was a big Beatle fan too. And and we were sitting together when that happened, and it was. It was one of those surreal moments, like, this can't really be happening. Right. You know, and uh, so we just kind of sat there reminiscing about all all the ways we've been touched and the way the world had been touched by the Beatles. Imagine if they hadn't come along after Kennedy's assassination. The whole country was depressed, and they brought a joy.
0: Which is kind so, of an, which is kind of an irony because it's only years wise difference wise, but month wise it's only only less than two weeks difference between the time they were assassinated or something like that in uh, months wise, a couple of month you know a couple of weeks uh, difference between the two obviously years difference, but I think uh, Kennedy was yeah. assassinated in November and John Lennon was in December, but I mean uh, right. it, it, it is really a um, man I, I I think that people don't realize some of them did recently with a John Lennon movie out, but I don't think they realize you know, quite how much, uh, the Beatles, uh, you know, I, I say they're the greatest, uh, rock and roll band of all time. Uh, anybody wants to argue that, you know, eh, you know, whatever, but singers, songwriters, you know, that's the only, I that's the only thing that separated them between them and Elvis was the fact that they wrote their songs, you know, and, uh, exactly. that, you know, and, and, I'm, you know, but, individually, collectively, or together, I, don't, I think that's as great as it got, you know, as a band. You know, yeah. you, might, you might agree or disagree, but, you know. I
1: agree. I mean, you know, they just changed the world. There's other great rock bands, but nobody had the impact on the world that they did to change the world and lighten up the world again in, in early 64 when we needed it. And right. um, just, you know, led us a different way that may never have happened without them.
0: Right. You got a a favorite or two song of the Beatles of yours, Kent?
1: Well, the only uh, song other than Bob Dylan's Times They Are Changing that I've ever covered on one of my records is In My Life, uh, which is one of my favorite. If I had a top five song, that would definitely be in the top five. Uh, And uh, that was on a record a few years ago, just to honor the Beatles and what they meant to me.
0: And, uh, and which song was it? In my life. In my life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My my favorite Beatles song was written by George Harrison. Something. Oh
1: yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful song.
0: Yeah. You know. And want... uh, Go ahead, he my friend.
1: got his due. You know. He finally got noticed as a songwriter on that
0: one. How do you how do you feel to be recognized? I mean, you know, I mean, and congratulations in the Hall of Fame. You know, you you're you're. Thank you. Badass, uh, you know, songwriter, and I think there's no one in in music will will disagree with that. It's well earned and uh, everything else. And I was I was very happy for you. Um, you know, how does it feel? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it like this: when you're when you're cruising down the road with with family or friends or whatever else it is, you still pop when one of your songs comes on the radio?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thankful for every time I hear something on the radio, and the one that really pops for me always is ain't going down when the sun comes up. It doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in or, or who I'm with. I always got to crank that thing up. And it's like, it's, I can't believe I was involved in this.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's funny. And it don't get hot. But the first time I heard that, I was like, man, that's, that's a rockin' hillbilly-ass song. And I was like, you know, was, here we go. And I'm like, and I listened to it again and again. And, and it just bit. You know, and I was like, "Man, this is." But but at first, I was like, "I actually I actually yelled at the next family member. I said, hey, you got to turn that down.'" And she said, "No, this is really good. This is a really good song." But I'm trying to watch something on TV, and I said, "You know," it's... And, and she turned it up louder. And I was like, "All right, fine." I tap. I'll listen. And I was like, "And she's, well, I'll play it again because you didn't hear the rest of it." <laughs> and, and then I, like I was hooked. That. doggone it. Then I was hooked. You know. But I mean, it was. But it was really, really cool. Just the idea that I was like, "That's rocking," you know. And 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 it and it is one of those things that you, it's infectious.
1: Well, yeah, it was just uh, the dream of a lifetime, you know, having that song come out and do what it did, and then seeing Garth flying across the stadium on a <laughs> little wire in Dallas, and
0: you
1: know, it's just who would ever dream that you couldn't dream this
0: stuff up? Yeah, his, when, when, when he did that NBC special that blew it off the charts, you know, I mean, it was like, holy smokes, I remember that.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, Tim Williams and I actually went to that, and uh, just to be out in the audience and see him flying across that rope and knowing <laughs> that it had broke on him the day before. Like,
0: oh, <laughs> so really? No enough. kidding.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. When they were testing it out the first day, I guess he got like 10 feet up or something, and the rope broke.
0: Dear God, the record company just had a stroke right there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet they took out a lot of insurance on
0: that. <laughs> I mean, Garth ain't allowed over six inches off the ground anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your feet on the ground, okay? You know, that's crazy. I love that. I'm glad you shared that. Now, I mean, you know, now as, it, as a positivity, and a lot of times people put songs out there when somebody passes or whatever that, that you know, I, I call it kind of like uh, cheap grabs, but this is legit man i I uh, it's, it's yet yeah, one of the other songs that made me cry I mean because of the fact that I do remember what I was doing I do remember you know uh, and I'll have this conversation in a couple hours with my mom afterwards uh, that of, of you and I being on the show talking about it but it's such an impactful song man but I mean the creativity I mean you never you never take a cheap avenue in your writing but I mean it just really it does I could see this as is is one of those things that somebody's talking about looking back on times or whatever and playing this in like a movie yeah I agree I like the way you think <laughs> you know but I mean really it, it really is the one of those things you could take it looking back I mean it, it's it's just one of those things but you have you, I, I think you kind of have an old soul and there's two things I don't two words I don't ever say the Americana think I've never described anybody before and uh today's Americana and, and and an old soul and I never use that term and both of those things because I mean, just going back and looking at how you feel and how you look at things and applying it to today, that's a very, to me, a very hard thing to do for a lot of people because they can't blend the worlds. You know, I'll say, you know, it's Halloween time and I'll say, look, you know, I'm the greatest uh, horror movie guy there is to enjoy a horror movie. I'm, I'm, I'm right up there with it. But I also love the old classics of Dracula, the Wolfman and, you know, and, Creature from Black Lagoon, and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and then I'll go with Freddy Krueger. I'm going to go see Halloween Kills next week. You know, I can blend the two worlds and separate the two and, I, you know, and put them together the right way. And I think that's what you do with your music to make us feel like it's it's yesterday and today all mixed.
1: Well, you know, the thing of it is I grew up with so much great music that's still great music today. And so my target is to always take what I learned from all these amazing people and turn it into something that would feel relevant um, today. And thank you for that. That's another huge compliment. Well,
0: uh, you know, no, it's well meant. It's funny. I joke with my kids when they say, "Dad, you're old," or my grandchildren. I say, "Hey, look! But you go on. The, you go listen to the jingles on the on on the television, and they'll use. Uh, you know." The, the temptations, or, or you know, whoever it happens to be, or Elvis, or whatever, they'll use that on on the newest commercial. They used a Platter song not too long ago, a 65 year old song, you know, and they were putting it on on a movie, you know, and on a, on a commercial. So you know, I said, yeah. "Hey, look, man, you know, that's what you, that's what people on maybe don't understand, and what uh, Kent just said is that this is still great music, and people are like, oh my God, that's the greatest song ever, and they think they're just hearing it for the first time."
1: Well, the cool thing is one of my top favorite, again, is A Wonderful Wall by Louis Armstrong. Uh,
0: it's on my and playlist. It's,
1: yeah, it's just been in a new commercial that's running yes, on sir. TV. And so what is that? Like, you know, 70, 80-year-old song, and it's still relevant. And um, I just find that so inspiring. And, uh, uh, you know, I feel like you're justified in feeling like this is one of my top five songs because it's still... Getting played
0: everywhere, even though louie has been gone for at least fifty years. So how right. magical is that? Yeah, oh, absolutely, without a doubt, and, it's, and that's another one of those songs that can still give you chills, and just uh, it's just the way it's done. You know, the dude could wail, and he had you know all the soul and sound and raspiness and. Was just amazing, and and that's what I was saying. Is you know, it's funny. I was I was comparing you when I said earlier to your style. I mean, because it's like almost like it's almost like a a, a Harry Nielsen and a Jim Croce, Harry Chapin type mixture. With then I was trying to think of who else it sounded like. But then Kent Blasey was a guy I was comparing it to with those guys of that sound. So that's that's actually what I was sitting there, you know, uh, right before you came on. I was trying to put it all together, and I said, well, man, a lot of the songs, yeah, they're your songs, I'm comparing them to, but you gave me that, also that Croce, Chapin type, you know, Harry Nielsen type feel.
1: Well, all those singer-songwriters were just so inspirational to me when I was growing up to want to be a songwriter, you know? Those were were the best of the best. I can remember going to see... uh, Jim Croce and he was opening for the Doobie Brothers and Loggins and Messina and I'm driving to the show and I'm thinking how's he going to open up for those two amazing bands and he was such a hilarious storyteller and um and performer that you know he just blew everybody away just him and a guitar and one other guitar player and I thought that is magical when you can do that
0: right exactly that that's for sure I'll and I'll tell you his brother Tom's a hell of an artist too
1: yeah, I know. I hate people like that.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> and they look almost talented, just like each other. You know? uh, yeah, no, it's it's. I I I can't believe I'm now. You just you just lost me, and I'm never lost loss for words. But you saw Jim Croce in person. I'm just I'm flabbergasted by that. That is just badass all by itself, Val. I mean, was it everything you expected, man? And more. That's that's awesome. I I love hearing that. That is. That is just, uh, you know, for people that don't know who great Jim Croce is, go check it out. Because uh, and Harry Chapin and Harry Nielsen and, and, hell, the Doobie Brothers. I'm a huge Doobie Brothers fan, so you got me going on that one. But, I mean, I... Yeah, Logan and Messina,
1: they were great songwriters. Oh, absolutely.
0: Know? Without a doubt, wow. I, yeah, I left them out. I didn't mean to. They were fantastic as well. See, I can see why... When you were growing up, did you were you looking at being a musician first and a songwriter second? Or how did that come with you, man?
1: Well, I, when I was a kid, I would write poetry and some of it got printed like in the high school newspaper and yearbook and stuff like that. And I thought, well, if they're printing it, it must be halfway decent. (laughs) And, um, so when I got a guitar, you know, it wasn't about being a musician. It was like the first thing I did was start putting some of my words to music when I learned some chords and that's kind of how I got into it. Um the musician came kind of afterwards because you start playing with people and, you know, different things evolve and hopefully you get better by playing with different people. And and before I knew it, I was kind of a musician besides the songwriter.
0: Ah, got you. Let me ask you a question because to me... The guitar is is I own one, but it's yeah. We have we have a love strongly dislike relationship, and it doesn't like me, and I I try to love it. So was it easy for you? <laughs> you know? Was it easy for you or? No, I mean
1: even like the song says in uh, uh, "Me and My Guitar." You know, I played it till my fingers bled right. at first because when I was growing up, uh, the guitars that were cheap were PLSs. I mean. Uh, the strings were about an inch off the neck, and, you know, I'm amazed sometimes that me and my friends ever really learned how to play because the guitars were so bad, and now, you know, thanks to CNC machines and stuff like that, even the stuff coming out of China and Indonesia, for beginners, is really good stuff, right. and uh, much easier to learn how to play, and, and, uh, You know, I just laugh sometimes when I think about that first guitar I had and how hard it was to play. But I just, I I just loved it, and I wasn't going to give it up.
0: Your fingers bled because those chords were like stone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I tried for for a long time not to ever learn the F chord because it was just so painful. You know, how does anybody ever play an F chord? I don't know.
0: I love that. That is great. You know, I'm going to ask you, you know, we have a couple fun questions we throw in here as we're going through this. So, so, so abide with me for a minute and roll with me here, my friend. If we could put you back in the way back machine and we could have you, uh, write or, and, or perform or both with, uh, singers of the past who are no longer with us, who would it be?
1: Wow. Oh, that's a great, uh, Great question. Uh, you can, you know, the first person that comes to mind is John Lennon. Yeah. And, um, you know, that would just be so incredible to be able to do that. And I was just reading an article about, um, I think his name's Earl Slick played with Bowie for a long time, and he played with Lennon, and they were interviewing him about how it was to work with John Lennon in the studio. And I remember when I read that, I thought, boy, how wonderful would that be? Just uh, get a call. Hey, can you come play on my record? Who is this? Oh, it's John Lennon. You know, <laughs> can you imagine that?
0: <laughs> you know, you know I've, I've, unfortunately, I've never met Sir Paul McCartney, but I've been to a couple of Ringo's, Ringo Starr's birthday parties, and he'll tell stories of, you know, that all of a sudden John would just want to go do this. And, and it's like, oh, oh we'll call somebody up, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of funny you say that. It's like, call somebody up, get them on, get them on the ringer. You know, so it's funny you said that, you know. And uh, But it, it's, it's, John, I, now would you want to write with them, sing with them, or both? All the above and more. Yeah, brother, I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. Give me a female.
1: Oh, man, let me think. Uh, how about Ella Fitzgerald?
0: Oh man, dude, uh, that's that's well, incredible. Could you
1: imagine being in that room with that
0: voice? Oh my gosh, no, man, that that's just amazing. I just, I did. That's incredible. Um, uh, man, great choices. I, I think you're the second person that, that actually said that. I don't remember if it was B.J. Thomas or somebody else said her. So I think it's really cool that uh that uh, the was amazing. Um, what about today, yeah. man? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go know, ahead. even
1: if she even if she said I can't write songs, I'd say, well, just sing something. And I'll put words to
0: it. You know? We'll pick a couple names out of the old phone book, and we'll be all right. You know, exactly. Kent, can't, can't, can't you could can write from the phone book, brothers. So believe me, you know, she, you two would be a match made in heaven. You know, I mean, it'd yeah, be, it'd be a great way. And with her voice, man, to carry, I, I, I could now. You know, you got me thinking about her carrying some of your songs now. That'd be awesome. I mean, you know uh to that but i mean how about today man in, in any genre you know today who would be somebody you'd say yeah man i i i'd like to write or and or perform with him
1: well the guy that uh, really has inspired me lately and i've gone to some of his live shows and he can just do much so many different things is jason isbell oh okay yeah you know, he's just a phenomenal songwriter guitar player singer and um you know, that's why he's, he's done so well. And then the other person that I, I would love to do that with, who's been an inspiration for me for a long time is Rodney Crowell. Oh, wow. Such a, a great songwriter, singer, you know, and, uh, I, I'd love to get in a room with him sometime and see what we could do.
0: That's awesome. How, how about, how about give us some of the ladies out there?
1: You know, I'd still like to do something with Bonnie Raitt, you know, like, fun to be with somebody who plays slide guitar like that, and uh, can sing so soulful, and uh, she's just like at the top of the game to me all the time, and uh, always inspiring on what she does, and what she's willing to say in a song, and how well she plays, and you know, they don't make many like that.
0: No, no there's not there's not any extra molds of uh, Bonnie rates walking around that's for doggone sure man you know it's a legend that's for sure she got that legend stamp on her and I said, boom thank you you know and it kind of goes like that in uh you know as well that's some great answers now I'm, I'm gonna throw you on the other side of things with a little bit of the fun now it's uh it's Halloween time are you a big Halloween guy you know
1: I'm really not a big Halloween guy uh maybe it's because I'm not a big horror movie guy oh you broke my heart um,
0: you broke my heart
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know kind of where we live it's a a little isolated so uh you know it's a little dead-end street so we don't get any kids or anything and have it for a long time and I think that's part of the joy of it is is having the little kids show up with their different uh outfits and you know it's, it's just a whole different world when you have kids around and when you don't have any kids, Halloween's just like a, a, another day almost to me. Right. And I know some people just go crazy about it, and, you know, get dressed up and have parties and all that stuff. But uh, I say have
0: at it. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, I'm a huge horror, uh, horror movie fan and a Halloween fan, but um, that's very cool. You a Christmas guy? I'm more of a Christmas guy,
1: I think, and I think it's, and I'm a Thanksgiving guy. I think I like Thanksgiving the best. I love that. Uh, we usually do a stragglers Thanksgiving here for people that don't have anywhere else to go. And so, you know, some years we have 20 or 25 people here at the house. Uh, some of them we haven't seen in a year, some of them longer than that. Some people come from out of state and, you know, it's just such a time of gratitude and, um, there's nothing getting in the way of it like presents or anything else like it is with Christmas or obligations or anything like that. So I'm a Thanksgiving
0: guy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should be grateful every day. Um, yes, exactly. You know, without without a doubt, um, whether we treat every day like Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny. I love that you said that. Now, as far as the fact of that, we'll say a little bit of fun. So obviously, you know, if I said um, horror comedy, I, I kind of know where this would go.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think more comedy. Uh, but you know, there's not very many good comedies these days.
0: If if you if you if there's something going by the TV, buddy, a comedy wise that you'd stop and say, "Oh yeah, we going to watch this." What would it be? Oh
1: man, I think it'd probably be some old show like uh, Friends or Seinfeld or <laughs> or something like that, you know, Andy Griffith, uh, uh, you know, that show to me still as relevant as it ever was, with Barney Fife and all those characters that were on there, um, I can watch that any time and it still cracks me up.
0: Absolutely, without a doubt. And then nothing like Don Knotts; he is absolutely hilarious, um, without a doubt. He make you laugh all day long. Um, dinner and dancing, or a movie? How about all of it? <laughs> I like that. I like that way. Why not? Why not? You know. Um, But um, wine or whiskey?
1: Uh, Probably wine. Seeing that I came from Kentucky, I drank enough whiskey when I was younger to kind of stay away from it. But I have kind of gotten into tequila lately. Ah, I I was going
0: to take. I was going to say scotch or bourbon, but you you just kind of you're the second person this week. Uh, ali colleen sit there and did the same thing to me she says, so i'll go this way and i go with tequila so there you go, second person this week my friend
1: <laughs> well that's good company to be in you know she's kind of related to somebody i know so that's good
0: i know a great great young lady and great talent um but uh, yeah, yeah you she guys really it so so you, so you're digging the tequila run huh yeah um i don't
1: know what happened i was out one night with uh, Danny Myrick and his wife, he, they're great songwriters and performers. And uh, I ordered a margarita at a place i would never been, and it was probably the best margarita I ever had. Nice. I'm like, wow, what, what tequila was that? And they told me, and so I went out and bought some, and bought some Trey Agave mix. And then I went out to Santa Fe, and a friend of mine fixed me a tequila drink out there. And it's like, hmm, maybe tequila's become my new favorite thing. So There you go. Uh, I'm I went out and bought a bottle of it, and I'm working
0: my way through it. Remind me, I suggest a, a brand off the air that uh, is fantastic as well. Um, okay, cool. You know, and, and, and I wasn't much of a tequila guy like like that, and then all of a because I'm a Scotch guy, and then all of a sudden, boom, I kind of fell on that, and I was like, oh, well, this is good. So I mean, you know, that that that's awesome. What do you want to say to your fans out there? I mean, you know, because man, I'll tell you what, you've given everybody so many great memories with fantastic songs um, and a lot of people, you know, have made it through hard days with, with, with a lot of your songs, my friend. And I mean that truly that, you know, your songs have got a lot of people through a lot of rough days. And what do you want to say to your fans that, uh, that, uh, that really have, you've gotten through those things that they, they love and appreciate you so much.
1: Well, you know, I'm just grateful for every fr- fan that buys my records and listens to what I do. And, especially the ones that come up and tell you the stories on how a song has changed their life, touched their life, helped somebody else out. And, and that's the whole reason that I got into it to begin with. And uh, that just fires me up to keep trying to be creative and come up with uh, other things that are going to touch people and, and change their lives. And, you know, that sometimes they'll just have tears in their eyes or, you know, ain't going down, they'll come up and laugh about how they heard it the first time somewhere when they were in the back seat with their girlfriend or, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just amazing what people will tell you, but it, it's all to me. They're showing the gratitude for what I've created.
0: I love that. What would be one thing that, uh, okay. So if we were cruising down the road right now, uh, and we're on our way to, on our way to a town, what would be on Kent Blazy's uh, playlist right now? I think
1: uh, a lot of it would be, um, some Rodney Crow, some Jason Isbell, some Louis Armstrong, and Ella Fitzgerald, um, and the Birds. I always pull out the Birds and Dylan and listen to them, and, uh, you know, I would probably just fill the whole playlist up with that
0: stuff. I love that. Well, man, we'll definitely have a good time with that one, brother. <laughs> For sure, there's no doubt about that. Nothing, but I, I really wanted you to throw out some big names, so I'm glad you kept it modest. Uh, you know that is great. No, that is that is fantastic. Now, one one thing I have to ask you: if if somebody was going to come come and say, "Hey, man, what's one thing that I would be very surprised that Kent Blazy listens to?" What would it be?
1: The Dalai Lama. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, that's very cool.
1: Yeah, I, you know I I meditate and sometimes. Uh, I've got this uh, CD that the Dalai Lama did where he's just chanting this thing in, in Sanskrit the whole time, you know, and you listen to that, and uh, you're going to be going somewhere else, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, he's been an inspiration for me, too. I actually got to shake hands with him one time in Wilmington Indiana, and he's another person that just exudes joy everywhere he goes, and... Uh, that's a great target to, to walk through life with.
0: I love that. Thank you for the story. That, that is that is fantastic. Um, how did you feel, real quick, how did you feel just kind of like shaking hands with a cat, you know? And
1: It's another one of those surrealistic moments like, I can't really, this can't really be happening, you know? And and uh, it was just a quick thing as he was walking down an aisle, but had all the people that were there, he held out his hand to me. I'm like, okay, I'm shaking
0: it, you know? Right. You know, that's, that's, that's the kid in me because I, I, I still, when I asked you the question about you, if you still pop when you hear your song on the radio, it's those things, you know, you meet a lot of people and there's certain people you still go, hey, man, that's really cool. Or I remember meeting this person or whatever. And, and that's obviously one of yours. And that's really, really cool. I love hearing that because it's something very different. And uh, and as well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, where can everybody find your brand new album, Me and My Guitar?
1: Well, you know, if they want a hard copy of it, probably going to cdbaby.com or kentblazy.com and they can get that if they want to just uh, download it or whatever. iTunes, I, I like iTunes, I like Amazon. They can go to Spotify, even though I'm not really a Spotify fan. But, you know, you got to pretty much get your, your music out there every way you can. Yes, and. Sir. uh it's on YouTube, you know, if you want to see some performances and stuff like that. And uh, so it's available anywhere. You can pretty much make things available thanks to Bev Moser helping me get
0: it all out. There. Love Bev. She's a great friend of the show, great friend of mine. I love her to death. And she's fantastic, uh, you know, from uh, Be Noticed Entertainment over Be Noticed PR, excuse me. And I love love Bev. I'm very grateful for her. And uh, she introduced us, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, me too <laughs> uh, as as well now I really appreciate this um, I want to tell everybody look go out and check out Kent Blazy's brand new album Me and My Guitar it's a fantastic album and you know I said it made me cry but also makes me feel great gives me great memories I mean uh, this guy is like I said a a singer, songwriter, and a songwriter. Actually, you should be a songwriter, singer, and a singer-songwriter because you, you, you are the songwriter. And I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time, my friend. It's been an awesome visit, and uh, we're going to have to catch up. Um, I'm going get to you, get you some scotch I got out of my barrel. Over here, you'll dig that. <laughs> there <laughs> you, know. you go. And, uh, but I'll I really appreciate you taking the time, my friend, cause it has been a true pleasure. Well, and I
1: appreciate you taking the time, too. It's always a joy to, to talk to you and... You know, your knowledge of music and your love of music and life. And, and hey, we need a whole lot
0: more of that. Uh, thank you, my friend. Feelings right back to you. Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Mr. Ken Blazy. check out me and my guitar everywhere. Go check out all social media. Check him out on YouTube, Instagram, everything. Lifebox Media Channel, we are out.